That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGillan. Today, we're challenging the one-note version of Confidence Society has written for women and demonstrating that confidence comes in many different forms with Lisa Sun, the creator and author of Gravitas. Lisa shares her research that discovered confidence is actually made up of eight specific strengths, and she's going to share how you can determine your own confidence language with tips on how to use it in the workplace to be more successful, communicate about yourself, and even get those champions at work. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Thanks for joining us today, Lisa. So tell us about yourself and how you became a confidence expert. Well, thank you for having me, Lauren. I always tell people I've spent over two decades exploring this topic of confidence. I spent 11 years at McKinsey and Company, the management consulting firm, and I've spent the last decade running my own company. It's a fashion company as well as a content company called Gravitas. And the reason I got into this topic is when I was 22 years old in my first annual review at McKinsey, I was told that I didn't have any Gravitas. In fact, the opening line of my review was, Lisa comes across as young and overly enthusiastic at times. She should seek to have more gravitas. I think we've all received that feedback at some point. In some way, yeah, in some form or another, yes. (laughs) And I didn't even know what the word meant. I had to go LIU, look it up in a dictionary. It said dignity, importance, depth of substance. At 22, I didn't have any of that. And when I asked my boss, how do you get gravitas? Fairly straightforward, slightly naive question. She said, go buy a new dress, wear big jewelry and great shoes which I found quite offensive. I was making $43,000 a year, size 1820. And my boss just told me to buy new clothes. And when I asked her why, she said, okay, look, that's, it's not about clothes. When you wake up in the morning, you're the first person you have to look at in the mirror and you have to like yourself. I can teach you how to be good at this job, but I can't teach you how to believe in yourself. Dumbo did not need a feather to fly, but it reminded him that he could. She said, for me, I put on a great dress. And it's almost like a reminder to take on the day with self-assurance. And so I started on this journey quite early because our company, the company I own now, our mission is we catalyze confidence. So think about that idea of confidence, as she described it to me, had nothing to do with behaviors or performative swagger. It was about how I felt about myself first. And so that's how I came to this topic of confidence. 
It's really interesting just because I feel like for women sometimes too, the topic of confidence, it's a little bit of a slippery slope to bring in your looks and what you're wearing and your size. And I mean, society is constantly telling us we're never doing that right either. (laughs) So it was interesting that a female boss gave you that advice. You know, and, and this is why I have felt so strongly about redefining the word for everyone. You know, one of the things that I've thought long and hard about is so many books and so much has been written about confidence. When you're told to be more confident, it is anxiety inducing because it's ambiguous, right? There's so much ambiguity associated with it. And so over the last 10 years, we've done our own research to really get into what it means. And what I've come to realize is confidence is a choice and a mindset first before it's a behavior. And so that is what I've really been under. Think about it. We're born fully self-confident. Ask any five-year-old what does I was going to say, I have a two-year-old who thinks she is the cat's meow in every way, shape, or form. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You ask a two-year-old, a five-year-old, what are you the best at in the world? They're like, I'm the best at soccer. I'm the best at hugs. I'm the best at everything. There is no way to measure it. It's in their head. Their self-talk is fully self-confident. And then in our adolescence, we start to experience setback, disappointment, judgment of others. And we start to have a deficit mindset where we see our flaws and our weaknesses over our potential. And so a lot of my work isn't about teaching you how to behave or act confident. It's around, you have to choose first to believe in yourself. You have to go back to being your two-year-old daughter where she thinks she's going to be everything in the world, right? There's no limitation. And then you have to start to authenticate your own talents before other people do. When was the last time you paid yourself a a compliment, Lauren, right? When was the last time you said, you know what? I'm looking in the mirror. I don't see the wrinkles. I see my sparkly eyes. I see my gorgeous hair. You know, this is really a mindset shift before it becomes a behavior. Would you say that's the part about confidence that you really want to debunk is that oftentimes people are just focused on the behaviors that And I guess when we're talking about behaviors, you're talking about like body language behaviors or the way you speak, like behave, like tangible behaviors, right? Yeah. So when most people are told to be more confident, the automatic cue is be assertive, speak up, stand on a stage, puff up your chest. That's just faking it. When you think about truly confident people, the things that they do are they know how to validate themselves. If you ask them the question you could ask your two-year-old, they would know the answer to it. And that is why I felt so compelled to write my book. We don't need another book about confidence, Lauren. Let me be open with you. We don't need another one. But I held myself to a very high bar over the last five years to say, I'm going to help people identify what underpins their self-belief, why you should believe in yourself. And then we can deal with behaviors from there. Mindset drives behavior. Yeah. Do you, looking back now to your 22 year old self, do you feel like you lack self-assurance? Like you did, they were right with that call of like you did lack gravitas? For sure. I think there's a healthy amount of self-doubt in your first job. Right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> thing that I, I'm very proud of though, is when you double click on the idea of confidence and through our research, we identified eight types of confidence not Mm -hmm. just the one or two we talk about in society, which are leading and performing. Makes sense. I'm in charge and I speak up. There's six others. And then when you discover which of these you really have, I've had so many women go through our quiz and our book and they're like, I didn't realize I was so powerful. When I 
looked at my confidence language, what we describe as your combination of superpowers, they go, I didn't realize how powerful I am. I'm under leveraging myself. I'm not advocating for myself, or I really needed that boost this morning. I really needed to hear from myself why I should feel self-assured. Right. Because once again, mindset dictates behavior. So you got to start there. Okay. I want to take one step back before we get into confidence language. I want to talk about, you say that there's eight strengths that redefine confidence. So can you talk about what those eight strengths are and kind of explain how, how that combination works? Yeah. So about three years ago, we launched a series of focus groups and we did a thousand person quantitative study on what confidence looks like in America. We identified eight types of confidence. The eight are leading, performing. Again, those make sense. That's what most content is about. The third is achieving. Achieving. This is a winner's mindset. You get things done on time at a very high quality level. You don't give up. Giving, you support and nurture and collaborate. Knowing you are the smartest person in the room. These are the people you want to build IKEA furniture with. They will not have any missing screws. And that instruction manual has been well-reviewed. Creating, which is my top superpower, this is about your ability to see ideas and to create something from nothing. You believe in things before you can see it. Believing, which I call the Ted Lasso effect. This is positive intent, optimism. You see the best in others and other people and situations. And the eighth, which is one of the most elusive, very few people have this, is called self-sustaining. I like myself. I don't need to impress you. I don't thrive on external validation. It's the quality most needed to fend off criticism and to ask for a raise, if you can believe it. Not for a promotion. Achieving is for a promotion, but a raise, you need to be able to validate your own market value. I I can understand why self-sustaining is the hardest one and the one that most people don't identify with because I feel like it's essentially like not caring what other people think, which you hear that all the time. You're like, that's a great idea. But in theory, on paper, it looks good, but it's very hard to do in real life, right? Like going back to the two-year-old example, like, yeah, you're right. Two-year-olds don't care what anyone else thinks about them. A 12-year-old cares a ton. And guess what? So does a 22-year-old and sadly a 32 and I'm 37. A 37-year-old still has that, even though we don't want to, right? So I always say eight-year-olds and 80-year-olds have self-sustaining. <laughs> yeah. just love themselves. And 80-year-olds are like, been there, done that. Nothing can hurt me. I've seen it all, done it all. <laughs> yeah. And if we had versions of that quality sooner, we are actually more able to level up, persuade, recover, and be resilient. And so all eight of these are equally valid. And I'm so happy you asked me about them because so often we don't have the language to describe ourselves, but also when you're told to be more confident, you can say, which of these eight? Okay. Are you asking more performing, more self-sustaining, more, you know, it starts to change the way in which we decode the idea of confidence. It's a double click on that idea. Yeah. It's almost like this is confidence is the bucket and in the bucket are all these apples and they're these strengths, you know, what you just talked about performing, leading all that. Many of you know that I'm a working mom of two under two. So that means anytime I can travel, it's a really big deal. And when I travel, it's important for me to stick to my routines of moving, eating, and sleeping well for me and my family. Our sponsor, Weston, makes it easy to stay well while traveling. With over 200 destinations around the world, Weston Hotels makes it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. At Weston, you can work out how you want with a variety of fitness options to keep your wellness routine on track while you're away. You can maintain your focus in Weston's workout fitness studios. They're equipped with state-of-the-art equipment, 
or you can get moving on a group run led by Weston's Run Concierge, a running guide and buddy who makes it easy for you to explore the local areas. Weston has three and five mile scenic running maps that make it easy for you to find the best route to explore on foot. And if you prefer to do your own thing, feel free to use workout and recovery gear available on demand through Weston's gear lending program. I actually did this because I went to Seattle once and I totally forgot all my exercise stuff. And I was really lucky. I was staying at a Weston because they just literally dropped off the gear at my door. It was amazing. And at Weston, you can eat well too with the Weston eat well menu. It's designed with foods that make sure you meet your nutritional needs. So you can choose what's right for you based on your desired portion size and nutritional balance. Weston makes it easier for you to continue nourishing your health, no matter the destination. I always find this really important because I feel like when I travel, I get so far off my routine and I kind of feel really blah. And sometimes it's the drinks and the food and all that adding up. And I love that at Weston, you don't have to worry about that because it's basically taking your routine with you. And at the end of the day, you can sleep well at Weston as well. You can recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep in Weston's renowned heavenly bed, which just so you guys know, as a parent of two under two, the idea of being able to sleep in and sleep in an amazing bed is like probably the best thing ever right now. They even include a sleep well lavender balm, which eases tension and helps you drift to sleep. This is something that I know sounds really small, but it really does help you disconnect from your day and be able to sleep. And again, for anyone with little kids, you understand why this is maybe the best part of any vacation. If you can sleep well, and then hopefully they'll also let you sleep in. Weston Hotels and Resorts is part of Marriott Bonvoy, an extraordinary portfolio of hotel brands and an award-winning travel program. At Weston Hotels, there's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well, so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Weston. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru, and you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Discover a world of career transformation at Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business. Meet Georgia Tech's Scheller's full-time, evening, and executive MBA programs consistently ranked in the top 20 in the nation. In fact, the evening MBA program is the number one part-time MBA program in all of Georgia. At Scheller, they understand that pursuing an MBA is a significant investment in your future. Scheller's full-time MBA program is ranked number one among top business schools when you compare the total tuition costs with the average starting salary. Tuition is over 50% lower than other comparably ranked programs. The value of a Scheller MBA extends far beyond financial considerations. It's about your career transformation. Scheller's MBA career services are ranked top five in the world six years running. Their advisors can assist you through one-on-one career coaching, interview prep, 
resume and career development workshops, career fairs, and more. Scheller fosters a community where women thrive as leaders. Women have many opportunities to build their leadership skills through student-led clubs, committees, events, and even leadership development programs. Are you ready to embark on your career transformation journey with Georgia Tech Scheller's MBA programs? Visit gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech's Scheller's MBA programs and take the first step toward a brighter future filled with endless possibilities. One more time, that's gtmbawomen.com. So talk about how, once you know what the strengths are, how do I identify what your confidence language is? And, and maybe give us any, like, what is a confidence language since that's not something we hear every day? Your confidence language, it's like a love language. It is your unique combination of superpowers. So there's 256 combinations. We're all quite different but it is the set of superpowers that really are authentic and natural to you already. The way to discover it, obviously you can read my book, but we've offered a free website. It's called myconfidencelanguage.com where you can take a 56 question quiz and you get an inventory, a self-affirming inventory of your talents. What's exciting is most people have two or three. My mom has all eight. She took the quiz. She's like, I all of these. 2% of women actually have, (laughs) I all of these. She is very self-assured. And the whole idea is it's your starting point. It's where you can start to really believe in yourself from an authentic place, but then you can figure out which ones you want to develop, right? We also give you the ones that you didn't have as superpowers that might be opportunities that you want to build out so you can get what you want in life. So I like the example of it's like love languages. So I think a lot of people are familiar with this concept where your love language might be you like acts of kindness, right? And that's how you like to give love, but also how you receive it, where your partner might be into, I forget them all, but like affection, they want to be, they want to really hold hands, right? Or something. So once you know your love language, it's like, not only can you communicate that to the person, this is what I need, but also you can give that back to the person. So this works similarly where your confidence language is this is the confidence I have, but this is the confidence I can, I guess that's the part of the concept. I'm a little like, how do you use it to understand? Like, do you communicate to people? Like, this is the type of confidence I have and take it or leave it. Or what, what do you do with the information after you have it? One, even before you communicate it to others, it is self-affirming. I've had so many people say, wow, I'm more powerful than I thought. Or Oftentimes we may diminish our gifts. So one example, my mom always says, when tsunami happened, men make speech, women, we clean up the beach. How come we not get credit for clean up the beach? And so I do a lot of speaking engagements where I ask people, what are you the best at in the world? And a lot of women will say, oh, it's so boring. I get things done. And I'm like, that's achieving. Why is that boring? That is awesome. I don't have that quality. I really admire that in people and on my teams. So I think one, pay yourself that compliment and really believe in it. So before I even talk about interacting with others, you've got to really know that. My best example is, you know, the movie Hidden Figures about the Black women at NASA. If you look at my confidence languages, I always use them as the example of knowing because they were the smartest women in the room. There was so much systemic bias that they faced and the source of their confidence was knowing that they were the smartest people to get a man to into space. That was very powerful. They were self-assured, not because they were the loudest or that they were given a platform to be on a stage, but they just knew their stuff really well. They were the experts. 
So that's the first thing. When we get to interacting with others, let's say you have to advocate for yourself in a meeting or your annual evaluation. You take this in and you describe what you've accomplished or what you deserve in that confidence language. Because maybe your boss doesn't see it. Maybe your boss doesn't acknowledge achieving or giving, but you can say, you know what? I've collaborated with 23 people across the organization. I have the highest marks on emotional intelligence in terms of how I behave and interact with others. This gives you a language to start writing up your own annual review, even before you receive the review. Yeah, it's really interesting too, because once you start talking about yourself like that, people will also start to see that in you, right? So again, the mindset drives the behaviors, but I also think it's almost like a personal branding tool if we wanted to bring that into this. Like if you start talking about the fact that you're a giver and you're, that means, you know, how do we translate that word into work, collaboration, things like emotional intelligence, you start talking about yourself like that. You use it in your LinkedIn bio. I'm just thinking of like all the other ways that you can use that. And then that becomes also who you are too, to other people, right? So I love that you went to the personal branding angle, because when you take the quiz, we actually get descriptions from us of your superpowers. I've had people copy and paste it into their professional summary. (laughs) I believe that. (laughs) They will take achieving and say, I have a winner's mindset. I never accept, you know, the words, the language to describe yourself. I once met someone that said, I am the most powerful introvert on the planet. And I go, well, what does that mean? I'm the best at listening. I may not respond to you in the moment, but two days later, I'll come back to you with the most thoughtful review. And they turned a negative into a strength. And I really saw that person differently. I think the mastery comes too when you start to see other people's confidence languages. Like I've just met you, Lauren, but I feel like I could guess some of yours. But how nice is it to be seen from a strength space rather than my preconceived notions of what it means to be confident? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's like a a language and tools for everybody to use. Did you know that you can tell the difference between a laboratory-grown diamond and a natural diamond? Laboratory-grown diamonds are mass-produced in factories in just a few weeks, and they're easily detected due to their distinct patterns. On the other hand, natural diamonds are over a billion years old and support the livelihoods of over 10 million people worldwide. The positive impact of natural diamonds is widespread. Around 80% of the value of every rough diamond remains in local communities and supports infrastructure, healthcare, education, and environmental protection. So next time you're thinking of celebrating a special moment in your life, remember that your natural diamond also protects vulnerable wildlife species and brings prosperity to many less fortunate communities around the world. For more information, visit naturaldiamonds.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
I was going to ask you, have you had people use this on their teams at work? And like, what was the outcome of that? Absolutely. So one of the examples in my book is a woman who was in finance or we codenamed her Susan, but her boss told her she didn't have gravitas. It was very funny. She, she, I was dressing her for an event and she goes, oh, this fitting could not have come at a better time. My boss just told me I didn't have gravitas. I don't know what to do with it. So we went through these eight strengths and she's like, I am high on achieving, knowing, and giving. I get things done. I'm the finance person with the numbers and I get, I take care of everyone on my team. My boss is leading and performing. He grew up through the sales organization, got to the CEO. And so what I think he's saying is I need to gain some leading and performing skills. Yeah. And I said, maybe that's what it is, <laughs> right? And we were describing, and she goes, I said, you can decide if you want to go on this journey, but guess what? When you add those skills to your profile, we found in our data set, you become two to three times more capable of persuading others and leveling up and getting what you want. So that was a great tool for her to decode this one line. I think you need more gravitas. You're like, hmm, okay, what do you mean by that? Right, right. Whereas like your boss was maybe saying, I want to see more achieving. This boss is saying, I want to see more leading. Yeah, okay. And now, now I'm totally understanding the connection has clicked for me between this and like workplace, lo- oh, we, we call it like your workplace love language, but also just love languages. But like, if you know what their confidence language is, then also you can be like, okay, when you tell me I need to be more confident, I know that you're talking about me being more of this thing or more of that thing. So I also see that it would be very insightful because- like managing up or like trying to present to a group in a certain way what they want to see, right? Yes, exactly. And I also told this woman, Susan, I said, but also make sure you get credit for achieving, giving and knowing. Okay. So there's two studies that I cited in my book. One was McKinsey's Women in the Workplace 2021 report. And it said, women are the reason why companies made it through the pandemic. But the definition of female leadership around collaboration, cooperation, compassion, and empathy, HR scorecards, won't give us any credit for it. In yeah. fact, we're going to have to demand credit. We're just expected to be those people on the team. Right. And right. so one, we got to advocate for ourselves. And two, we have to change systems to include all eight. And this is my example. Kelly Chu, who's a professor at Yale School of Management, she launched, she unveiled study results last summer that said 30,000 employee records. Women were consistently rated higher on performance, so achieving and knowing but lower on promotion potential. The reverse was true for men. They were very promotable, but didn't perform. And it was because the attributes used to score promotion potential were charisma, extroversion, and assertiveness. And she said, this explains a huge part of the pay gap and promotion gap, but why aren't we including more feminine leadership attributes in promotion potential? Because they correlate to performance, right? We're the doers who give out the hugs. And so with Susan, I also said, make sure you're getting credit for the things you are bringing to the table because it's not your boss's confidence language. So he's not going to give you credit for it because those are not things that he naturally has. Yeah. I I mean, I follow this a hundred percent. I want to go back to self-advocacy because I agree. I, I have this saying, like it has to be perceived and received. Like you can't just know these things. It also has to be received by them. So self-advocacy, can you give some tangible, actionable tips on how can someone make sure they get credit for the strengths that they have that maybe aren't as appreciated, but they want to make sure the person knows about them? You know, and, and this is the challenge I think we as women face. I always say we face a triple standard. We have to be competent, yeah, confident, and warm. 
right? So just bragging about yourself, you're going to be labeled as, you know, self-aggrandizing or, you know, this is just a hard thing that we as women have to deal with in general. So what I always say is if you've got to advocate for yourself, first of all, you've got to believe it. If you don't believe it, no one else is going to. Let's be clear, right? Why should anyone believe in you if you don't believe in yourself first? But then secondly, when you do that, tie your strengths to concrete examples, right? So that's when you start to really make it real. Like my example is I am the best at creating. I know this. And the way in which I talk about it is in the middle of the pandemic, I make women's workwear. The sales of our company were negative. We have a 30-day return policy. We refunded more than we sold because people sent back stuff they didn't need. Right. But because creating is my superpower, I can will something into existence. We made face masks and hospital gowns. And that is an example of my superpower in action. I just did that for you, Lauren. I took an Mm -hmm. example and I showed you how strong I am, right? And that would be a very concrete, you have to tie it to specific moments so that people go, oh, I get it. Yes, I saw you do that, right? That makes sense. And then the third thing is get champions, not just allies, but get champions. And the way you do that is when I talk about mentorship, the mentor chooses you, you don't choose the mentor. So make yourself mentorable. And what I did when I was climbing the ladder at McKinsey, I would also always ask for one thing. Because I always find when you ask people for feedback, they're like, oh, you're doing fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's like being in the store. Do you need help? No, I'm just browsing. Yeah. (laughs) And I would say, what's one thing I could do better? One thing. Everyone has one thing for you. And how would you do it? And I collected the one things in a notebook. And when I finished mastering that, I would go back to the person. Thank you so much for the advice. This is what I've done with it. All of a sudden, all these people had their fingerprints on my journey. They felt so responsible because I had engaged them in that discussion. And that, that I think is really powerful if you're climbing a ladder is you've got to get champions. Don't presume that everyone knows what you're working on. And also don't try to be a superhero. Don't try to say, oh, I got this. When you enlist people on the journey, they raise their hands to champion you along the way. Yeah, I like your point about be mentorable. I've also heard it be said, like, be coachable, you know, but and and that's truly, I mean, the lucky people are the ones who have managers who are like coaches, not micromanagers or, you know, really nitpicky about that. And to your point, they want to invest their time and energy into the people who have the potential and can be coachable. So this has been very, very fascinating. Okay. You mentioned there's a a quiz that people can take to find out their confidence language. So can you share that one more time? I'm going to put it in the show notes as well, but just talk about that as well. It's myconfidencelanguage.com. That's how easy it is. And what I found is really fun is to take it with your coworkers at lunch and share your results. Take it with your family. It was funny when we were in the beta testing for this, someone I sent it to said, you know what? I'm going to have everyone take this at Thanksgiving as opposed to what I said before. (laughs) What are all of our individual superpowers? She said she had the most fun Thanksgiving dinner because her family was like, oh my gosh, I have believing, you know, I'm like Ted Lasso, you know, and, and I will tell you, Lauren, when I wrote the book, I was like, look, if, if you're not going to buy the book, I want to at least give you the quiz for free, completely free, because I do believe that much in how powerful it is to take an inventory of your gifts. And you don't do that often. You don't pay yourself a compliment enough, right? Yeah. I also think to your point, confidence is this ambiguous idea. It's it's in that gray world. And those are very hard things to really feel like you have a strong grasp on. And so I think that being able to have a quiz that kind of tells you like 
what your confidence is, like what are you and gives people languages or words to use to describe themselves is just really powerful because there's reading these books. And as you point out, there doesn't need to be another book on confidence. There's a lot of great books out there, but it's what you're going to do with that information. And I, I think that's always the struggle between these like ambiguous topics and being like, okay, now what do I do with this? How do I actually go to my boss and approach it? You know? And Lauren, I, you gave me an idea today, which I'm going to start using, which is your confidence language is the foundation of your personal brand. And I haven't heard it described that way yet, Lauren. So thank you for giving that to me. And that would be a win for our team, right? Is if you take that and you turn it into your LinkedIn summary or you turn it into your professional summary on your resume and we've given you the words, please take our words. There's no plagiarism. Please copy and paste it well and make them your own. Yeah. People love to be told who they are. Honestly, like that's one of the things through all my years of doing this work is I'm like assessments, surveys, quizzes, they work really well because (laughs) please tell me who I am, you know, but Lisa, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for sharing. So I'll put a link to the the free quiz in the show notes in your book. Gravitas is out. People can go out and buy it wherever books are sold. I'll also put a link to that in the show notes. Any final words that you want to leave us with? Yeah, Lauren, I, I do want to say that thank you, because I think podcasts like yours, for me, we do have to support each other as we rise. And so having your support and spending the time with you, I want to pay it forward. So I will also just say whatever I can do for you and your community, I'm here and you can find me on all the social media platforms, but we've got to be in it together. Yeah. Well, you've given us the free quiz, so you, you've done your work. We're all very happy with that. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. Don't forget to rate and review our show. It really means a lot to us. I'm also adding a link to Career Contessa's free workplace love language quiz, because between that and the confidence language quiz, you'll be communicating with more confidence in no time. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.